so welcome to the Havana Sessions podcast. We're on episode number four and uh, sitting here having our coffee in the Havana Cafe. question for you because you 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 texted me about the subject and it was about wildness and immediately in my mind I was thinking are you feeling wild are you are you is it like um you feel like let I, loose? I have spent a lot of time in the woodland recently with yeah. my son so maybe that's kind of fed into it I don't yeah. know no you know I, well I'm reading at the moment the um Women, uh, women who uh, the women who run with wolves, which oh, is a nice. kind of oh, it's amazing. It's a, it's an older book, uh, but I've been looking because I, I'm the thing I'm writing now. It's uh, yeah, it needed a bit more kind of magic and wildness to it, you right. know. And, I, and it, it's been great because I've really remembered the fun of wildness, you know. So yeah, it was just, in, it's kind of been always in the back of my mind as a theme that's kind of growing. So you mean like natural wild, not as yeah. in hedonistic wild, go crazy, clubbing, exactly. off the wall, explode, yes. implode as it were. I'm too much of an introvert <laughs> for that kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, because it, that got me thinking in terms of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Anton Wilson, and he always refers to humans as domesticated primates. And the fact that, yes, we are basically animals, but we've created all these constructs around us that we created the civilization that then tries to cage that animal as well. So that's what that, when you, when, when you yeah. ask that question, that's what made me think about that. But that's so interesting as a point of starting because actually that is our impression of wildness. It's like a bad thing. It's dangerous. It's out of control. It's you know, vicious and scary. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, you know, as I've started questioning this and why we think of this as wild, it's, you know, animals, for the most part, are not like that. Animals, wild animals, spend most of their day in a zen-like, calm, present state. Yeah. And if they need food, like if the lioness is hunting for prey... She's super focused, she's got loads of energy, and she goes for it, but then she stops. She doesn't have a lot of nervous energy beforehand, and oh, you know, am I going to find that antelope? Oh, you know, like we spin things in yeah. our minds. She doesn't waste all her energy on that. She lays around in the shade and chills. Well, how do you distinguish between, say, um, like canines or dogs, whereas a wolf is... Is, you know, or, or uh, the dingoes, you know, they're, they're wild. Yeah. Versus a domesticated dog, your German Shepherds and St. Bernards and all that. How do you distinguish? Bet- so what's the difference between those two, even though they're in the same family? Well, I suppose what I'm thinking is that there's an, a wild nature hmm. 
that is there in all of us. I mean, you know, even dogs and cats and stuff, they still have their wild nature, don't they? They still, you know, if your cat's a hunter... Yeah, I mean, but they're so much different, aren't they? Because like, yeah, we, we yeah, do yeah, the no cats, question. don't we? We do, yeah. we do we foster the cats for a cat's protection agency. And there's a world of difference between a feral cat and a domesticated cat. For sure. And you can In fact, we ha- end up having to home the feral ones on the farm so they can just be out because there would be no use as a pet indoors and it's because they're wild and I guess I'm just thinking well what does that mean what's a feral cat like one it's not very sociable and it'll strike out and protect itself it's not happy being caged yeah totally in in the book um women who run with wolves she defines feral and the idea of feral as like a wild animal that's Mm. been domesticated and then has broken Free. Yeah, broken free. Or, or can't, <laughs> cannot be caged. Yeah. And again, that's always, you know, we think of feral in this really, the connotations are really bad. But actually, that is amazing. That it's just that, back it's to just that those cats don't fit in with what we want them to be like. Yeah. You know, they're perfectly fine yeah, as yeah. they are, as creatures, as wild creatures. But what would a feral human look like? If I was to just go feral, what would that actually look like? <laughs> It's really see I'm kind of I want to explore this in my life you know I want to think like what does it mean to be wild where what is like what would that bring to my life to yeah. bring that back or is there some kind of I don't know will I get a deeper sense of connection with the environment will I feel more like chill in myself you yeah. know if I if I embrace some of those aspects and you know, I'm not going to go like live in the woods but um, I read this great article that I found through Twitter that's um, it was an article by Lucy Purdy, and she says, rewilding is not going backwards to live in the woods. It's reconnecting to that wildness inside of you. So it's yeah. like, you know, and, and for me, my experience with wilderness at the moment is limited to taking my two children out into the woods. My older son, who's still only five, is... His big energy, you know, he has really lots of energy in a way that I have never experienced. <clears throat> but it's only inside that it's a problem. When we're out in the woods, he's a totally different creature. Yeah. He's like busy, but he's not vibrating with an intense energy. That energy has space to be, you know, yeah. and, and he's you know, busy building stuff in the woods or digging or running or doing whatever, but that wild space has room for him. Yeah. And I was just thinking, what, you know, what, what does that mean for us and how can we kind of take that in? Well, I'm kind of thinking, is it something to do about how, like, civilization and, and culturalization into a society, for instance? So inside the house, if we take that as these, these norms yeah, yeah. that you have, isn't it? So you got rules about being yeah. in the house. And so if he wants to scream which would, you know, natural, would want to make a lot of noise, then mom's probably comes down on his back, oh, inside voice or whatever. Yes, so, I am. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I guess when it would, you know, I guess the difference between this sort of the inner wildness is that you want to be able to express yourself fully outside of the boundaries of rules apart from your own basic instinct in nature. So inside house, same boy as in, outside and inside, but there's rules that you have to follow. Yeah. when you're indoors so no and, screaming don't and, jump on the furniture don't be throwing yeah. it around stop climbing on that take him out in the woods climb to your heart's content throw yeah. rocks do 
all these things. So he's able to be, and this maybe comes back to what you were saying, he's able to be his, his natural self outside of all this constricted um, social norms. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a way, this is my own prejudice about the idea of what wild means, that that's the example that I use. Because actually, you know, as I'm reflecting on this, to go back to the lioness and the idea of like, you know, the bear walking through the woods, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, we've seen so much of this amazing stuff on planet Earth, I don't know, yeah, like yeah. amazing <laughs> wild creatures. They're not walking around the woods like roaring all the time. You know, they're walking and they're, qu they're often they're quiet. They're being themselves. They're calm, but they're calm. You know, we, we always associate wildness with like intense energy. Yeah. Sometimes it's very calm energy. Sometimes it's very at one with everything around you, just chilling kind of energy. So I feel like there's something in that that I really want to explore for myself because I'm not a massive energy person. Like, yeah. there's a, I don't know how much you know about Ayurveda, but there's, um, three doshas in this Indian traditional Indian medicine system and I'm kapha which is like the the constitution that wants to sit around on the couch and drink coffee yeah, that, <laughs> so I that do one's not, not me mine is wants to be like whatever the one is that wants to be wild like out there but seeing you know things, for me yeah. then that means that exploring wildness is a totally different thing but I, I feel like there's still something for that in that quieterness as well, that can be wild, yeah. that can be true, you know. I suppose so. I take the wildness to be being close to your, back to your truer self, your, your biological self as, a, as an animal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, where you don't have this construct. So a lot of the constructs and rules and things that we have, that's all they are, they are constructs. Uh, and they exist outside of nature, they're man-made, we made those. So what happens and what do people look like if you took all that away and you were reinserted back in and and I, I agree with the quote you said it isn't necessary that you got to go live out in the in the cave but could you be your true self I think for me that's where the wildness would yeah. be can you be your true self or is it that I have to be like Robert Anton Wilson says it called us domesticated primates so if you want to be domesticated as opposed to being wild Here's a set of rules and constructs and social norms that you have to follow. Uh, and by following that, sometimes you go against what might be your basic instinct to do. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's true. And I mean, you know, to link into what we were talking about last week with intuition and stuff, I feel like maybe, maybe this is one of the pathways to getting to that because, you know, intuition and, and wildness seem to have some kind of relationship to each other you know so who's your inner being reveal for us who oh, are you goodness. really want so there's a voice that we probably all have isn't it that says hmm if i do this thing which i really want to do because uh, instinctually naturally mm. but what will people think of me what would they say how would that come across so there's you know there's a certain amount that i think also domestication in this in this conversation of wildness <laughs> domestication isn't a horrible thing right? yes like, it is it is <laughs> it is i suffer being a domesticated primate yeah but, i suppose yeah i suppose that's true for everybody in but i understand moments, but it because i want to be a member of the society so i have to play along um and there it. are i do think that you know you have a what just just as jane goodall has discovered hmm. with you know her work on primates like everybody's also an individual. So we, we don't just all go back to the same 
wild nature, we also have a sense of individuality. And sometimes that individuality is more tending towards compassion and empathy and kindness and generosity and all of the things that are nice about living together. And sometimes an individual, that's not their knee-jerk reaction or their wild instinct. So I do feel like, you know, as a practicer of you know, compassion and <laughs> kindness or, you know, attempting to, to do that, then there is something inside of me that says, well, if domestication means that certain instincts or whatever that we have, compulsions that we have are to hurt someone else and in, intervene on their freedom, then and, we and, should domesticate those. And maybe it's a little bit less than that. I'm thinking, do you watch The Walking Dead? No. No, you don't watch it. So, um... You know, the zombie apocalypse and all that's happened. And one of the things is I find interesting about the series, and I think it's, you know, even post-apocalyptic kind of world, Mad Max and those sorts of things. Yeah. So if, if, if civilization collapsed and then suddenly we find ourselves back out in the wild, yeah. as in there's no social structure, there's no government, what, what does the human being revert back to? And there's been a good exploration, I think, on The Walking Dead on that. So, you know, first it was just to survive the zombies, right? But now they move beyond just surviving zombies, and it's how do I protect the tribe? So you yeah. are my tribe, and then everybody else is the you know the Other. potential enemies or hostiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, if we talk about the natural instincts of uh, flight or fight, so they do that. So I see another creature, human even, and I need to quickly assess: does this person mean me harm or good? So fight or flight um, and the first thing is to protect self and those in my circle so I guess if that was a inner, but other than that if there's no threat then back to where you are so then we're calm we're relaxed we're, we're being human and expressing normal human emotions that range but maybe in the wildness since there's a, there's a, and this is the same I think like with the, the sort of feral cats and like is that that instinct to trust is probably less. So I can only trust mm. unless I get some. Whereas I can walk down the streets of Limington here and there's a trust that it's an ordered society and no, I don't have to come out at you. Yeah, the I don't alley. have to be thinking and zombies around the corner. Around. Well, even when I was in the military, you know, we got, I mean, you're out and you're in enemy territory. Yeah. That's wild country, you know. <laughs> so, so we have to be. Focused on survival and keeping yourself safe and those around you safe and everything's a potential danger. And so it isn't just a walk through the woods just chilling because that could mean you're getting killed. <laughs> so I have to be and maybe that is one of those um those are one of those addicting qualities about the military. I think it was General Lee who said it's a good thing that war is so terrible, at least we would grow too fond of it. And by that, and I can relate to this, is that you feel really alive when you deploy because all of your instincts have to be fired up. You have to have all your senses working. I don't have time to daydream and think, oh yeah, what's going to be for chow later on? And you know, everything that moves, you're like, and but there's a sense of aliveness in that, which can be addictive. That's really interesting. I mean, for me. It is having that quality of trying to get back and reconnect with 
the natural world with natural mm. rhythms with you know there's a certain amount that I'm you know happily domesticated but <laughs> <laughs> yes you like your warm but, bed uh, at night that's right I am from don't Florida have to go hunt my I food. can't really deal with the cold very well <laughs> I just go down to Tesco's to get my grub I don't have to go on a two-week hunting there expedition there are benefits to this <laughs> yes you know but I mean one of the things you know there's just all these little things that pop up in my mind like the, path, the fact that I hardly ever see the stars it's harder in this country because yeah. of all the clouds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, you know, also I grew up in the tropics where yeah. the fluctuation in light is almost so minimal you don't notice it. You know, in Florida, it's like in the winter, the sun sets at 5, 5.30, and yeah. in the summer, it sets at 8. Like, this is the range. Whereas, you know, up in England, and, and then when I lived in Scotland for a period, you know, the fluctuations are massive. Yeah. You know, in the winter, it's dark at 4 in the summer it's late until 11 you really feel the change in the cycle and the spiral of time in a different way and I feel that's drawn me much more to and you know now we're involved in a community farm down the street and so I'm much more involved and linked into what's in season and you know where our food comes from and all these things you know there's something that feeds you in yeah. these things and being connected to these things even if these are kind of small but we, we thinking about them they're small but they're so essential yeah, and absolutely. we have we have no connection to them yeah you know i mean even the the portion of vegetables that i get <laughs> is still it's not, labor. yes i did but that it's, but yeah. it's nothing compared to what you know the grocery shop is per yeah, week yeah. you know and the fact that occasionally I can go out and see the stars it's nothing compared to what I think of we would have been like yeah. we would have known what cycle we were in in the moon because that's what provided light at night you would have been much more in tune with self and with nature isn't it so I think you're right I think a great way to reconnect with yourself is to get back out in nature leave the phone behind all that sort of stuff but just be present and even if you think you know, we both got watches on so that's a false construct so instead of paying attention to your natural rhythms eat because it's morning time and it's breakfast and guess what for breakfast you know eat um you know certain types of food you eat these types of foods at breakfast and oh no it's noon it must be lunchtime. so rather become, than being hungry rather than because i'm hungry uh, you know so if i don't eat for the next five hours just because i'm not hungry but oh no it's 12 o'clock i gotta eat lunch now regardless of whether i'm hungry or not and i know a lot of that kind of you know, the whole watch and industrial age pushed that in because you have to be in a factory and then we've got to have the same sort of rhythm. Um, so yeah, at 12 o'clock, everybody's got to eat because we can shut the factory down, you go eat, come back, and so yeah. on. And then yes, nighttime, turn it off, go to sleep because you've got to be for the factories. And we've lost the naturalness. So yes, wake up. we got to wake up. Well, got to wake up at whatever because i got to get the kids to school as opposed to, you know what, you wake up when you wake up and then yeah. not feel any pressure and, to and do anything else. you sleep less in the summer and you sleep more in the winter because it's cold and mm. no one wants to get out of bed when it's dark and cold. <laughs> do you know what? That was, it's strange to say sleep. I used to have my best sleep when we were deployed when I was out on sort of maneuvers and I slept less, which I always found in- interesting. I slept less and it was more sound and refreshing. I didn't need as much sleep as I do back in my domesticated primate role there. I just needed a couple hours. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was a yeah. it was a whole and here, can I tell you can I tell a 
My dirty little secret that one of the things I loved about being in the military. Of course. It'll be a little bit rude, but one of my favorite things that I used to like, especially the wintertime, is going out into the woods to do the number two. Say more. Say less. No. So say less. <laughs> that was my, one of my favorite things of all times, just going out, talking about natural, it's kind of cold, finding my right tree and just being like, oh, that's zen for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is in. It's you know there there is something about being in the oh, woods There's, and feeling <laughs> safe. You know, and yeah. I, it's funny because there is that that juxtaposition between the protection of the tribe and mm. the the reality that in the wild there are dangers, but also that we have been falsely taught to just see dark as dangerous to to kind of misread the signs, I guess, because we're so disconnected from it. So, you know, one of my really good friends, Eleanor, who, who did the um, launch with me, is an amazing musician. She spent three years living on the farm um, up in uh, Radford in a trailer. And I asked her one time, you know, is are you, are you afraid to be out here? Because I'm a big scaredy cat. You yeah. know? I'm afraid of ghosts mostly, not, not <laughs> real things that might yeah. actually happen, but spirits and... Um, but, you know, she's completely alone, woman in the trailer. It's dark. There's kind of wooded areas around. But she was like, no, you know, it's, I mean, it is, it was actually safe. And when I was asking, I wasn't really asking, like, because I don't actually think she's in danger. But I know in the dark, I get scared of my own house yeah. in the dark for no reason. But that's a natural instinct to be afraid of the dark, isn't it? I suppose, but if you know that your area is safe, like if it's protected yeah. by the tribe, I feel like going out into the night, going out into the dark with the moon, like we, we would have been able to assess differently what was dangerous about that and what wasn't, rather than this kind of uninformed, if it's dark, it's dangerous. You know, we would have known, like, okay, well, we have, you know people watching or I don't do you know what I'm saying I get you I think there's probably a couple things so that our, we have a natural fear of the dark as we have a natural fear of loud noises and falling falling down that, that you know, sort of heights kind of thing um, so we huddle together in the tribe because the dark lots of different creatures probably came out we can't we can't see as well in the dark as as human beings so our visibility is down so the dark was a lot more dangerous than the light for us as humans so our survival was harder in the nighttime so hence being afraid of the dark and hanging around the fire and and having the protection or the feeling of the protection of the light now i was just thinking like the what you were just saying with eleanor um was she allowed to feel safe in the trailer in the woods because she was in a civilized country yeah if we were to take her to oh, Somalia no question. No question. and say go out in the dark and live in the tailor no trailer question. would she so it's it's that construct of the society hence why we have this construction of the society and being a, yeah. a domesticated primate so that you can feel re relatively safe because um you know there's, there's just like people when, are by I suppose the thing I'm getting at is that and and I really have only experienced when I've been out camping because hmm. we have a camper van and you can wild camp in Scotland so it's amazing so you can you know pull up on the coast yeah, of I places like yeah. that you would just never be able to you know wake up in the morning and and be out at night yeah. and you know when you're away from electric light 
I mean, we all know this. You look up at the sky and it's like amazing. And you know, I think in, um, it was in A New Earth that Eckhart Tolle said something about how, you know, when we look up in the night sky, we recognize the vastness that is within us. Yeah. And there's some kind of spiritual experience that we have where there's a deeper understanding of like somehow we're connected to all of that. And it's just like, if you take that away, that's, to me, that's also, that's wild. Has has science done this to us? Science and technology and and the sort of... So many things. Because we're in a weather... Why do you want to go sit out in the dark and look at the stars? I got a house with lights. (laughs) I don't need to look at the stars. Yeah, I know. It's hard for me to get out because it's cold. And I'm like, oh, I just want to stay in my house. <laughs> but it's that kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, do, have, you know, society kind of gears us to be living in society. To go out into the woods or go camping, that's stuff that you do in your leisure time. It's no longer a necessity to to be camping, um, looking up at the night sky. People do that as a and hobby. And I think we believe that this wildness in us is mm. either something bad or, or like, not a necessity or nostalgic wanting to yeah. go back and you know yeah, or hippie kind of new yeah. agey type deal for, for me there's something in it you know there's something that I just want more of and I'm not a kind of go live in the wild person hmm. I, I like being in if you change it from living into the wild and, and say going and connecting back with nature as opposed to saying wild maybe that brings a connotation different because I love going yeah. out into into nature because it does reconnect me with myself because I can slow down and I'm not constantly distracted by uh, television or internet or any of that kind of stuff I'm just out Mm -hmm. and you're being and you're with the trees and you're walking and you're paying attention to um, where you are uh, and you have the time to do that whereas like we finish up here you know are you going to leisurely stroll to your car and notice all the little rocks and stuff in the pavement or are you going to be like yeah I got to get to wherever no, I got to get gonna to no I'm going to jump on my bike with my uh, <laughs> and I, I got somewhere to be child seat in the back and, uh, I got somewhere to be and then you're off do you know what I mean as opposed yeah. to you know do you have time to oh that little thing looks interesting to stop pedaling and get off and go investigate so yeah, definitely. we're kind of ruled you know by. I'm not I suppose I'm not thinking about this in terms of I want to go create a totally different life for myself, Mm. I want to reject all this kind of domesticated stuff but it's there's an element to wildness that I feel like I want to bring back Okay, like what? Like, Like for instance being here in England and being more connected with four seasons rather than just two in the tropics (laughs) being involved in this community farm where I feel like, you know, you're connected to the food growth in the air and the cycles and stuff. I've gotten a lot more into thinking about celebrating these these harvest festival things. The, when the, you're on the, a farm and, and you're doing that farming, what is, how does that, what feeling well, I mean, does that evoke I don't evoke work on you? the farm that yeah? much. You know, occasionally you can go and volunteer, but I mean, yeah. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not a big gardener. Yeah. It's more about kind of recognizing for me the equinoxes, the solstice, the passing okay. of the year. Like, what does it mean? And wanting to, wanting to bring that kind of celebration back because it forces me just like all celebrations kind of force you to reflect or force you to celebrate something in a nice way like you know to kind of keep me involved with that spiraling time that we don't once upon a time we would have been 
and tuned into that naturally. But then we've got the calendar and we've got watches to tell us it's spring, spring forward to that. And it's not a big deal anymore, is it? It's not a big celebration because it doesn't mean the same thing. That's right, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it's time for a harvest because you know what? I'm going to Tesco. I'm not harvesting anything. Yeah. Uh, or this type of animal is only around during this part of the season and we need to go and hunt. So we don't... Our survival is no longer connected to those events, so we're disconnected from them, which is probably why they have less importance in our lives these days, because we don't need them for survival anymore. I think what I'm picking up from you, and, and I believe as well, being able to reconnect with that maybe somehow helps us to reconnect with ourselves. So maybe through all this society, um, we've become disconnected from what it means to be human, maybe yeah. lost some of that by becoming domesticated primates and maybe nature then helps us to reconnect with that that humanness and what what that actually um sort of means to be human again i think that's what i like about that nature. sounds good i'll stick with that <laughs> awesome okay i like it this is good um, i could go on and on about this topic because I, I am a big fan of um when i have a I, I understand being a domesticated primate and what that sort of means, and there's a natural rebellious side of me that doesn't like being a domesticated primate, but, um, but I want to exist in this society, so I must um, confine myself <laughs> for, you know, for the periods of times that I'm there, and, but I do return back to nature for that very reason, just to be sort of one with sort of self. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. cool. Awesome. That was a good topic. I like it. Excellent. Let's get everybody else involved since we don't know all the answers to this wildness. Yes, so absolutely. Please yes. come give us your thoughts. I mean, I, I feel like I'm just at the beginning of kind of my journey exploring this idea. Yeah. You know, so get out we, in nature more. That's what I would encourage you to do. Yeah. And also, you know, there's like a, a playfulness as well, you know, a fun absolutely. and a magic and a, you yeah. know, great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Until next time. Until next time.